Good morning on this Saturday morning and welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We had left off in the book of uh, 2 Corinthians where we had been talking about having a readiness of a readiness of mind to revenge all disobedience when our obedience is fulfilled. In other words, Jesus said, or Peter said, arming yourselves in your mind with this type of attitude, knowing that if Christ has suffered, that we will also suffer. But we have to understand that the type of suffering that Christ suffered and the type of suffering that we suffer are only in and concerning especially the gospel. I'm not talking about suffering uh, poverty or or suffering sickness uh, uh, or, or even suffering certain things that we did because we broke the law. But I'm, I'm talking about things that concern the gospel, things that are concerning the things of God where there is a suffering that does take place, especially for living godly, living holy, and living righteously before God. So in 1 Peter 5.10, it says, But the God of all grace, and I really do like the way this starts off because it defines, it, it, it magnifies, it expands grace. Uh, we usually think about grace, well, you know, I'm a sinner and I'm saved by grace through faith. And, and basically, many times the concept, that's where we leave it at. We don't go beyond that. It is It gets stuck just at sin. But grace, it says here that God is the God of all grace, who has called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After that you have suffered a while, Make you perfect, established, strengthened, settle you. Now, here's something interesting. The The book of Hebrews talks about being perfected through the obedience, even through the things that he suffered. And here it talks about we also being perfected. And the word perfected, that, that doesn't mean sinless. But it simply means that we are brought to a point where uh, we are made mature. We, we are, are corrected in our spiritual life by certain things so that as we exercise our faith and trust in God, we maintain our confession, our profession or we can also use the, the 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 word that we are acknowledging him our acknowledgement of him as we do these things it does take an amount of strain an amount of of uh and I'm I'm going to just plainly use the word suffering because it's not something that we are accustomed to. It is not something that is normal in our lives. It's not something that we just go through on a on a daily basis and and, and say, oh okay, well you know I, I, I have a high priest and, and 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 the promises of God say this. Well I have to believe that promise. It takes it takes a certain amount of adjusting 
our attitude, our mind. And the apostle here, Peter, he talks about the God of all grace. And it's important for, to, for us to understand because God's grace is manifold. That means there is uh, quite a variety of it, quite, quite a difference. And we mentioned this a little bit uh, the other day on Friday. It says in 1 Peter 4, 1, For as much as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind, for he that has suffered in the flesh has also sinned, has uh, ceased from sin. So as we continue to our next verse, the scripture says in first in John chapter 1, verse 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So we see that Jesus is the originator of grace because through Moses the law came, but grace came through Christ. In John chapter 1 verse 17, for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Christ Jesus. Now, grace is not something that we just simply find in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, in chapter 6, we find that Moses also found grace in the sight of God, and there was others that found grace, meaning it was not that merited favor. It was not that merited blessing that, that we didn't deserve it, but yet God expands and extends that grace to us in spite of us. It's all because of him. And it says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 26, and whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. And one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. It says in Philippians 1.29, For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. See, so we cannot throw this idea or concept that we will never suffer. Once you become a Christian, you're never going to suffer again. That is not true. On the contrary, right here, it is given unto. It is given unto us in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but that also to suffer for his sake. In Hebrews 12, verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Here's an example of how he went through it. Who for the joy that was set before him endured, endured the cross, despising the shame and is sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So that joy that was set before him and, you know, we can speculate as to what that joy, it was, you know, the, the bride that was going to come out of out of Christ through salvation. Uh, we can say it was the salvation of every individual and not having to go to hell. Uh, or the joy of, of, of being exalted and being given a name that is above all names. Or the joy of conquering death, sin, and hell in the grave. Whatever the joy is that is set before him, he endured. And that is going to be the key. 
because we are commanded to endure. In fact, that is one of the uh, qualities of an individual's character, endurance as a believer. And in the, Old, in, the, in the New Testament, we find, especially in the Gospels, where Jesus talked about having, having to come back to earth, and will he find faith? You know, blessed are those that endure, those that hold on, those that make it through victoriously to the end. So because there is this issue or this thing of having to go through suffering, then we are admonished in Hebrews 12, 3, for consider him that endured such contradictions of sinners. Give your consideration to Christ. Consider your high priest. Consider him that is the one that is over our acknowledgement of him. Consider him that endured such contradictions. And the word that is used there for contradictions simply means the dispute, the disobedience, the gainsaying, the strife of sinners against him, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. Where are we going to throw in the towel? Where are we going to give up? Not in the physical body, but in the mind first. Once we throw in the towel, we no longer are going to be able to have the victory in our lives. So consider him. When you find yourself facing these things, when you find yourself going through these things, consider him. Because there's so many different ways in where we have to put up Literally, with the way that the world is, so many times that our mouth has to be silent, so many times that we have to speak up. And for doing so, it's going to cost us knowing when to both speak and not to speak, knowing what to say and what not to say. Eventually, if they agitate us enough, then we can be wearied and we can faint in our mind. But if our minds have been already, I'm going to use the word weaponized, armed for the purpose of withstanding the assaults and the darts of both sinners and Satan himself, then we can take the shield of faith. We can take the armor of God and we can protect ourselves on a regular basis. Here's another comment concerning Christ. In chapter 2, verse number 6 of the book of Philippians, who being in the form of God, thought it not equal to be, uh, thought it not robbery to be equaled with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And we've talked about in the days of his flesh. And it says in verse number 8, And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God has highly exalted him 
and given him a name that is above every name. Jesus endured the contradictions of sinners. Just read the Gospels and you'll see how many times the Pharisees, the scribes, the Sadducees all fought against Christ, how they strived against him, even calling him demon-possessed, calling him a sinner. Uh, all of these things, false accusations, slander, and he had to endure. Now, of course, there are times when then the righteous do have to stand up and do have to speak. And he talked about their hypocrisy. He talked about not being able to keep the law, demanding that others do it, do as I say, but not as I do, and not following it. The scripture says in the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, verse 3, he is despised and rejected of men. Ever felt as a Christian believer that you are despised and rejected sometimes even by your own family that does not believe? Because you are a believer, somehow or another, now not only have you become strange, weird, uh, you've lost your marbles, you're off your rocker, uh, you're rejected. In fact, sometimes they don't want to have anything to do with you. I remember when I accepted Christ in my life as a young man, uh, some of the friends that I had both in high school and in college didn't want to have anything to do with me because I had become a Christian uh, so-called, according to them, I was a fanatic. Uh, so I, it, it was basically uh, the words, uh, don't come and visit me. So we can be rejected of men. A man despised, a man of sorrows, a man acquainted with grief. And the, the word there that, that is used with grief is malady, anxiety, calamity. We did, we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Now, this is the vision that Isaiah had had of Christ. He saw him 700 years before. It says in verse number uh, 4, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him, stricken and smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Well, we're going to conclude there for today. We'll pick up there on Sunday. But consider this. Our mind has to be armed with certain attitudes concerning sin, concerning sinners, concerning suffering. And when it is, then when things do come, we are able to endure with God's help and God's grace being more than sufficient. Until then, the Lord richly bless you. Keep looking up. Our Redeemer and redemption draweth near. Amen.